You're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast on how to be more efficient and effective in everyday life. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Episode 7 of InfoQuench. Episode 7 is 24 rapid-fire tips on all-inclusive resorts. We better get going. I know. Go. we got a lot to cover in a very short period of time, but we're going to do it. Go. I have faith. So... Go. It is the land of ice and snow here in Atlanta, Canada, and a we lot of people. We are the land of ice and snow. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> a lot of people are going down south to all-inclusive resorts, and there are a ton of tips out there. Everybody kind of knows the usuals: bring currency, tip the you know people who clean your room, tip the gardeners, uh, all that jazz. But we're going to talk about some things that work for us, and uh, maybe some things that you might not find on Google. Yep. Just like uh, the Marie Kondo thing that we talked about the last episode, I was not on board with uh, all-inclusive resorts at the beginning. I got I to gotta say this quickly because we got 24 tips to go through here. But uh, anyways, I love them now. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll just talk a little bit about that because I think people vacation differently, right? There are people yeah. who enjoy uh, all-inclusive resorts because they are carefree. You pay up front. You don't have to carry a lot of cash. Everything's taken care of. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, think, not a lot of planning to do. You just, Therein lies the brilliance of all-inclusive resorts. You get you on the to, plane, you take the bus to the resort, and pretty much it's... Wonderful resort, or wonderful restaurants, rather, like, you know, that you don't have to worry about, you, you just, you just go. And it's very you, different than, say, like an urban vacation, when we go to a big city for going to London or Paris or New York, where you're, you know, learning the subway system, you're basically trying to take in as much as you can of the environment, it's much more of a exactly. go, go, go type yeah. of vacation, so... Uh, this time of year, I think a lot of us are just looking for a little time to relax, lay on a beach, soak up some rays, and all-inclusives are where it's at. Get into the warmth is what I'm looking forward to. Just, just uh, you know, wear shorts. Wear shorts. So, I know, the days of not having to wear socks. Yeah. And not have to put on a coat and mittens and hat and anyways... I'm lamenting about the. You are weather. lamenting, actually. You're like going into a deep uh, thoughts. We have we have 24. Okay, I know. Of these oh, all right. So let's let's start out with number one. Number one is do not trust those reviews. No. In times gone by, we used to be able to go onto TripAdvisor and know that those res- those reviews were sort of the go-to. That was where you got your information to decide which resort was the best one to invest in. You've got to watch out now. There are a lot There's of fake resorts. There's a lot resorts. of bots, right? There's a lot of people who just, uh, actually, probably a lot I think of competitors. I just said resorts. Did I just say resorts? You said resorts, yeah. Yeah, that might have been the I, I kind of coming just, out. I right? tried to just, like, you know, gloss it over, <laughs> but you, you brought it to everyone's attention. And now, but, anyways, what I'm saying is that, like, what was I saying? Well, I don't even remember now. It's very, if someone's spelling resorts in, in, in a review, you might think perhaps that's a bot. There is a perfect example of things to uh, avoid. Don't <laughs> read any review that says resorts <laughs> welcome to our resorts so you get there and that's what they say it's just no it's just not right i recently read a review where there was a, a certain staff that were named by first name and then i sort of scrolled down and read another review and it was the exact same set of staff and you yes. can just picture that the fact that the staff at the resort are writing the reviews yeah. so that they can sort of get oh, accolades yeah. from their their managers their superiors, and, yeah and i can imagine that a lot of competitors because there's so many resorts like in wherever like in mexico i'm sure that there are other competitor resorts that are writing you know scathing reviews uh bed bugs and all this stuff you know oh i know and well yeah and if i see one bed bug review i'm done yeah you're done even if it's not even true that could be stopping you from going to 
a great resort. So we're taking a little bit of time on this tip, but I think it's probably the most important tip because it's how you decide what resort you're going to take. So what I'm going to say is if you're going to look at TripAdvisor, here are a few things that you should consider. If you're looking at reviews, have a look at when the person first joined TripAdvisor. A lot right. of times you'll see if they, if they're just, brand if they new joined to last it. month and they have one review and that's the review you're reading, chances are it's a bot. If they've been a contributor for a decade and you look at the multiple reviews and they're giving uh, varying, varying star uh, grades to various resorts, then you could probably say, oh, there's some legitimacy to that. Don't also, trust any review like written by someone named Bart Simpson either. That's true. There's some you can just smell a mile away. That Well, yeah, that's, that's the anyway. that, This is why I look over the... Yeah. Look over the reviews on behalf of our family. And I don't do much when it comes to... I don't do anything. <laughs> I, Let's just be honest. I like doing the... Res, I, I like trust doing the re, you. I like doing the research for the resorts. I know. You love doing that. I cannot stand that stuff. Uh, it's, well, it's all part of it. Now it's become quite a scavenger hunt. Because I called Amazon today and it, I wanted to pull my hair out. Yeah, well, do you want to talk about it? No, go ahead. Like, let, we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> okay. Well, with so when you're looking at resort reviews, I mean, there are a lot of people, I know particularly in Atlanta, Canada, we have a lot of friends that are going down to resorts, so they may be the best people to go to. You know, yeah. talk to somebody you know and, and maybe get some reviews that way. Or like I said, dig a little deeper. Make sure the reviews that you're reading are legitimate because they've been longtime contributors to, to TripAdvisor. And maybe look on a few different forums too. That goes for Airbnb too, not to get on another tangent but like you want to you well, want to be careful Airbnb have very strict parameters around the review process oh, that help which is guard so against smart that. It's they so do smart. i wish and i wish that uh, there was something in place for a resource but nothing that i'm aware of if you're aware of something please let us know on social media because i would love to know if there are better more legitimate review sites because uh, apparently TripAdvisor is no longer the go-to right in terms of legitimacy okay. So tip number two, time of year. Consider the time of year that you're going because there are times, well, obviously March break, you're going to get spring breakers or um, S trips. I had to look this up. S trips are student trips. Yes. And if, if you go during hurricane season, you're probably going to get some hurricanes. <laughs> that's a good, it's there, true. There, that's a good tip too. But that's more in the fall. Oh, okay, sir. But you get some uh, great prices. Y- you do, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all risk, risk and reward, right? <laughs> But um, look at the time of year, look at the weather, look at, you know, whether or not it's, if it's obviously a more popular time of year, your prices are going to be a little higher. So consider that. Tip number three, look at the size of your resort. So pick a resort that suits you and uh, who you're traveling with. If you're traveling with a group that wants to go out and have late nights and have a disco, not all resorts are guaranteed to have that night scene some of them are more family family oriented they could be a smaller resort uh that don't even have discos on site they still call them discos i'm amazed (laughs) they do wow well yeah they probably they probably do that's a pretty dated term disco you know i'm gonna you don't hear you don't think like the spring breakers are like i want to go to one with a disco you know, <laughs> I know. You know what I mean. I know. What are they, like, clubs? I think they just, no. They but, all, but they they do call them discos often. I suppose they they Their especially cars are do. old and the terminology is old as Interesting. well. Interesting. Um, so yeah. Anyways, just pay attention to the actual resort. Look at the number of rooms. Uh, we particularly like smaller resorts. They're more quaint. You just tend to get to know the people a little bit better. Uh, you don't get just the huge party scene. So just. But some people might want that. Also look at the overall layout of the resort. If it's really spread out, if somebody in your uh, group has mobility issues, that might be a consideration. So uh, check that out before you go. 
Number four, look at the location of your resort in relation to everything else. So if there is a major city that you want to go and visit on an excursion, for instance, if you're going to Cuba. You want to go into Havana. You want to go into Havana. You don't want to be flying into Holguin and staying in a resort there because you're pretty much at the other you know, spectrum of the island and you need to uh, do a lot of traveling to get to the, the city you want to visit. So if there are cities that you want to visit, pay attention to how far away they are from the resort and also how far away is your resort from the airport and how much time are you going to spend in the bus? That's a really good one to know. That that one has sort of gotten us a couple of times where we didn't expect such a long traveling meandering drive to our resort right. and if it's daytime that's great you get to see a bit of the countryside it's actually kind of a nice little uh, yeah, add-on but is. if you're flying in and it's nighttime you're really just it's just yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not seeing much it's just a long time in a bus trying to get to where you want to go so do pay attention to that um number five check uh, the local well here we're in Canada, so check your Canadian government website for travel advisories in your country that you're the country that you're going to visit. So there may be some things that have broken out uh, that you just need to be aware of. Yeah. Certain areas that like you we need just to... sidestepped all that when we went to Nicaragua. That's right. There were some uh, some things that happened just shortly after we left. But so even some of the traditional countries that people are used to going down to, um, whether you're going to Jamaica or Cuba or Mexico, have a look at the advisories and just be aware of what maybe some of the recent incidents that have happened, what the political climate is in the country. Mm-hmm. It's just always good to have an awareness when you're going to visit someplace of what's what's taking place there so that you're not caught off guard. You can say all you want, like, you know, that it never happened to me, but it happened to somebody else, so it could happen to you. Absolutely. Not saying it will, but Tip be prepared for it. Number six, check out your actual flight time. So you... If you're bo- if you're booking an all-inclusive vacation, most people think you're getting a full week, but depending on your flight times, you might actually end Lose up losing oh, yeah, you're almost right, a day, yeah. right? So if you're flying in late at night and then leaving late or sorry, early in the morning on your on your day out, you may almost be losing a full day. There's a full day gone. You're absolutely right. There's also a bit of a pain too if you're flying out late. Um, on your day of your departure because often mm-hmm. you have to check out of your room and then you're dealing with bags and you don't really get to enjoy the resort on that last day. So just pay attention to those flight times. Pay attention to how uh, far you are, again, away from your resort in terms of the airport and how right. much time that might take because it can be a significant drive uh, depending on it and it could take a good portion of your day. So pay attention to those times. It's a bit of a catch-22 as well because... You can't control when you fly into, uh, you know, a certain country. So you you may be kind of... Unless you're the pilot. Unless, well, yes, the pilot gets to choose where he wants to go, doesn't he? He does. He does. <laughs> All right, next tip. I won't even finish. Next tip is be a pilot. <laughs> be a pilot in your next life. I'm sipping my Aperol Spritz, everybody. And I got my Sapporo. It's the Sapporo <laughs> Aperol Spritz hour. That's right. Well, we, maybe we won't be here an hour. With, but. With, for 24 tips, I got to stay lubricated. Yeah. All right, so that was tip number six. Number seven, print a map of the resort before you go, or at least check it out online. Some resorts are good enough that when you get into your room, they'll have a little map that you can have. You can sort of check out where the restaurants are, where the beach is in relation to your room, where the pools are. There might be a nice hidden pool that's less used off on the outskirts of the resort. 
Um, but it's a good idea that if, if you can just hop on even Google images and check out someone else probably took a picture or a map of the resort and just have that on hand before him. We always go online and check out the videos on YouTube of people who have been to the resorts previous to us because it's a pretty cool way to see the layout. It is. And I, yeah. I talked about, you know, reviews not being necessarily authentic across the forums, but if you check out reviews on YouTube, it gives you a much uh, more accurate perspective probably, I guess. probably yeah yeah no. so we you know we did check that out to and it to gives you validate. perspectives of the place that you're staying that you wouldn't have gotten from just reading a review as well which is fantastic tip number eight scope out the beach situation uh, i think we all ideally want a nice sandy bottom beach but some beaches have rocky bottoms there can be things like urchins and and uh other sea creatures you need to be wary of so they're everywhere make sure that you just kind of know the beach situation if you need to bring water shoes you can do that great thing about rocky bottom beaches is even though they might be a little harder to walk on water shoes will take care of that but they also make for great snorkeling so just be aware of the situation so that you can prepare adequately yeah we uh just bought um well, not just bought, but our last trip we had to buy water shoes, but we never really used them, did I, we? I use them surfing. Okay. Oh, yes, that's right. You, uh, Amy went surfing for the first time. And that what brings a, us to tip number nine. What a good time that was. Okay, the tip nine. The stingray shuffle. And this ah, is not a... Do the stingray yeah, shuffle. this is not a dance that you do in the disco at the resort. At the this disco. Is, <laughs> this is actually something that I had Staying never, alive. never, ever heard of when I... Uh, before I took surfing lessons, I took surfing lessons when we were in Nicaragua, and the guy said, when you're walking on the bottom of the ocean, rather than sort of take regular steps, you should shuffle your feet through the sand. Right. Now, me, I guess my instinct would be that that would be not a good thing, that you would sh- shuffle into something you shouldn't uh, along the, the ocean right. floor. But actually what it does is it creates vibrations and it'll scare away things like stingrays, most importantly. And so it's called the stingray shuffle. You can Google it. But essentially what it is is when you're walking in the ocean is you should be shuffling your feet along the ocean floor to create vibrations. And it sort of scares away sea life and uh, just decreases the likelihood of being stung by a stingray. So yeah, the other, that makes sense. In terms of uh, looking at the beach, you should also consider that. So if you do a little research and you realize something like sea urchins are a risk at the resort you're going to and you're going to be doing a lot of snorkeling, make sure that your first aid kit is packed with what you need to deal with sea urchins. So for sea urchins, for instance, they may have barbs that you need, tweezers and maybe some uh, peroxide to deal with that. So mm-hmm. just kind of good idea to, to know that's a possible risk and then just plan appropriately. Yeah, you might need to like, you know, do some uh, stitches from shark attack or something too. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to scare everybody. Continue I, just, to... I don't sew. I just use band-aids. Yeah. <laughs> you learned that with your teddy bears. Yeah. You since been sewed, by the way. Update. Teddy bear update. Uh, I think. since been sewn. I don't know. I think, I think we need like visual proof. It was a really sad, sad little experience because my son, our son Hux, asked if he could watch me sew. And so as I started to peel off the Band-Aid that had been stuck over this hole for about two weeks, I realized it had permanently bonded to the fur of the bear and I could not get it off. I tried peeling it off and it was just coming off in little pieces. Oh, you didn't tell me this story. I had to use manicure scissors to like trim the bear fur. You gave him a cut. Yeah, it was pretty, Hux was pretty upset by by the whole ordeal. He was okay in the end. Yeah, well, it was a good ending. I gave him a little trim. I got the Band-Aid off. I eventually got it sewn up. Yeah. It's done. Yep. So, uh, tip number 10. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Stay on an upper floor. 
So yeah. just anything but the bottom floor. And there's multiple reasons for this. Uh, one is if you're in a tropical country, just like a basement here, I find the main floor tends to have a bit of a musty smell or just an off smell. It's just a little bit more humid, a little bit more damp. So you, a lot of resorts, you will get that. You get a bit of a smell in the room because of that. Even no a five question. star, I've yeah. noticed that you get that smell. So uh, avoid that. Less likelihood of ants and insects and spiders and such if you're on an upper floor. I guess it's just a little further for them to climb. Right. But if you think about the amount of gaps that are usually underneath the door of a room on a lower floor, um, things can just kind of crawl and they, under and there. And they do. They spiders, do. Spiders, <laughs> ants. Exactly. Uh, so it's just good to have... Praying mantises, and then my, my, snakes. My, snakes. Tigers. Oh, oh sorry. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, snakes. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> And then the third thing would be, um, it, I just find it more secure. I feel safer on the second floor. If you're putting things out on your uh, on your balcony to dry, or just the fact that you're just up a floor, it just feels it just feels safer. Well, Less the view's a lot nicer too. Getting into your uh, right? into your room uh, through windows or being able to look into windows, yeah, the view is nicer the too. View, That's yeah. a good reason too. I tend to have a paranoia. Look at the positive. <laughs> paranoia the view, look. Man. And you can book some resorts. You can. You know, from the onset, you pay a little extra, you get the second floor. But other ones, you may not specify. But it doesn't hurt to send a little email. Just go onto the resort's website uh, and find a, the email address, uh, contact their general manager, and just request a, a second floor higher room. Not always reliable, as we've discovered in previous No, trips. it doesn't hurt to send it. And then no. uh, when you're going to check in, you can just verify it and mention that you sent an email. But, yeah, I mean... Sometimes I've I've stayed in first floor rooms and they're okay, but by far oh, I yeah. think second floor or higher are usually a good way to go when it comes to the tropical climate. So uh, number eleven is to dress in layers. So we're leaving cold. Usually we're leaving a cold weather here in Atlantic Canada. I'm going down south in the middle of our winter, so just dress in layers because by the time you land, you're going to sit on that plane for a little bit. You have to go through customs in the airport. Yeah, it's nice to have layers of clothing so you can peel off and be nice and cool once you land where you're going to go exactly you don't want to overdo it also before you leave from the cold climate you don't want to like you don't want to bring snow pants and you want to just dress barely that you need to you know to deal with the season that's right episode or episode (laughs) episode 256 Tip number 12, put your sunscreen on first thing in the morning when you wake up. And uh, it's easier, you know, even before you get dressed. So you're not dealing with clothing and everything. Just slather yourselves with sunscreen and have it set in. And then you go and have your breakfast. And by the time you're ready to really hit the sun, the 30 minutes that they suggest to have your sunscreen on in advance has passed. And you know it's activated. We are really diligent with our sunscreen. So for me, that's an important thing. Make sure you don't buy a sunscreen that just makes you scab over as soon as you apply it as well. Because it's out there. Well, yeah. They don't usually advertise it as such. No. But I heard it exists. Special scab sunscreen. <laughs> Tip number 13. Bring a cheap watch. Now, this sounds strange. A lot of times when you're on vacation, you want to forget about the time. But it's... When you're sitting down on the beach or you're by the pool, a lot of times you do need to know the time. You may need to know the time just to know when to reapply your sunscreen, for instance. You may need to know the time to know whether or not it's too early to drink. The answer to that is no, it's not too early to drink. It's never too early. 
you're on vacation. We'll be behave though this trip because we'll have our little guy with us. That's true. And the other thing sometime. is, if you happen to make a reservation at a at a resort or one of the resort restaurants, it's good to have your uh, your watch because you're going to have to make sure that you get there on time for your reservation. The reason I say get a cheap watch is a lot of people do carry their phones and such around, but. I tend to not to want to have to worry about them around the pool and the beach. So having a cheap watch, you don't have to worry if someone steals. Just pick something up at the dollar store, put it into your beach bag. It's just an easy way to check the time. Um, so I mentioned reservations. That's actually my tip number 14 is to make reservations for a la carte. There are a few resorts that don't require reservations for their a la carte restaurants for their dinner reservations yeah but most of them do so as soon as you arrive find out if they need uh reservations if they do just make them ahead of time just pick a few random days because they can fill up quick and you don't want to be disappointed yeah it makes sense you want to get in there as soon as you can really Tip number 15, scope out the clinic situation. So most good resorts will have a clinic on site. Know where it is. Know how to make an appointment if you need to. Because when you do need to, you may not uh, want to be researching how to find how to find the appropriate right. number at that time. So if they don't have a clinic at the resort, be aware of that. Know where the lo- local hospital is and how to make arrangements if you need most to in pe- a medical emergency. But don't most people, when they go on trips, don't they just kind of figure that out at the time when they need to? That's the problem, isn't it? Because well, they do, because you're in a bit of a panic situation. So why not have that information ahead of time? Mm-hmm. And then when you're in a situation, you don't need to... T- to waste it's, valuable minutes trying to It's truly it just out. a question of asking the concierge or whoever at the front desk how to do it. And then they'll tell you and then you know. That's you right. You don't really have to do any A lot of this research. is it's quick stuff. It's just thinking yeah. ahead, right? Okay. Tip number 16, bring baggies or Tupperware. And what that's for is if you're at the buffet, uh, usually you go to the buffet for your meal times, and then you're kind of heading down to the pool, the beach, and they'll have snack areas around the, the resort. But it's nice to have... Um, you know, a little, yeah, or, a little treat with yeah. you. So if you have some baggies, plastic baggies or Tupperware, you can kind of stash up on some stuff in the buffet and then just throw it in your beach bag and, and have it with you and uh, use it for later on. Or maybe you want to bring some things to your room and that way you can kind of seal it up. I like to do proof. that. I like to do that with lobster, but before the baggies <laughs> came along, I, I just stuffed it in my in my pockets. You yeah, know? and it works out really well in the 30-degree weather. And yeah, and I just like when I want a snack, I just... Reach in and get some lobster. Tip number 17, take a siesta. We are not used to that hot, hot sun no. down south. We have no problem at all in any way, shape, or form uh, taking a siesta ever. We we can sleep at any point. It's a great way to make the most out of your day of vacation. So you can get up nice and early, enjoy the sun, have your lunch, and then do as the locals do. And during the hottest part of the day in the mid- afternoon, you just... I usually, you know, take a shower, get mm-hmm. cleaned off of yep. your sunscreen, sand, everything else, then just crash out for a few hours. And then when you wake up, it's time for supper and you're kind of rejuvenated. and get Gives a little... you a lot of energy for the disco. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely take advantage of the siesta. Charlie seconds that. Charlie. I don't know if you heard Charlie in that, in that last tip meowing it, but he's... Uh... He's always in the background meowing. <laughs> More than we know, I think. Tip number 18, (laughs) wear bug spray, particularly at uh, dusk and dawn. Pay attention to your resort. Some resorts, it's more problematic than others. If you're at a new resort, it's a new development, they're more likely to have mosquitoes. Um, Some areas are more prone to sand fleas. I know that I uh, had gone to a resort in Cuba one time and got some sand flea bites around my ankles because I was at the beach around, uh, around dusk. 
So just uh, be, you know, wary of that and, and wear some sunscreen if you're out of those peak bug times. Well, yeah, and, and then on top of that, too, which is, I don't know if you mentioned this about this, but before you go, get all the proper shots that you need. We did that. And usually they'll last you like a couple of years, right? Yeah, like, well, we've been sort of doing that as we go to each country. I actually, I look at the vaccines that are needed, whether or not, for instance, I think in, in of Jamaica. Of course you do. Yeah, of course, of course I do. Of course you do. Jamaica, I think there's been, uh, it's an area for dengue fever, for instance. So I know that that's a high risk that's transmitted through uh, mosquito bites. So for Malaria. Us, yeah, so bug spray is an important thing to have on hand. And if you have children, make sure you have some bug spray that's safe for the children too. Um yeah, malaria. But what we do is we actually get vaccines. So I know when we we traveled uh, to Central America, Central Enjoyed. America last year, we looked at the vaccine vaccines that we needed, and yeah, or basically we're just kind of building it up. And, yeah. By the time Hux is in his twenties, he'll have vaccines for everything. Yeah. We just and uh, we're definitely not anti vaxxers uh, No. You know, I think that if. Get your if flu there's shot, uh, yeah, get definitely get your flu shot because there's a lot of people who have, uh, you know, immune, or not. I mean, it was efficient. 71% effective this year, so uh, is that really a discussion you want to have? No, no, I'm saying no, get it is what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you said or not. No, like get it or not. If you don't, it's only 71%. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, it's sarcasm, baby. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Get your flu shot. Get your vaccines. If people in third world countries were listening to us even talking about vaccines, they would be thinking we're idiots for yeah. not taking advantage of what's available to us readily. So, well, yeah, we have we, privilege. We, North well, we America. Do, yeah, we're well. And so, if we have it available to us, why not take advantage of it? So, we definitely look at what vaccines are needed for the countries we're visiting, and we make sure that we're uh, appropriately vaccinated before we go. So, tip number nineteen: bring your own cup. Not only is this uh, a great Bubba. way to be that... <laughs> Bubba. Sorry. Go ahead. Entitled North American that shows, at the, shows up at the bar at the all-inclusive resort and says, fill my cup up with the biggest drink you can give me. Yeah. But it's... Uh, I'm kind of dwelling on the negative there. It saves plastic. So if you go to those beach beaches at those resorts and you see plastic cups and straws everywhere that's it's yeah it's, it's a bit disgusting right so why not have your own cup just the same way we use a reusable coffee cup when we're at stores here and uh you know when we're home mm-hmm. bring your reusable cup uh fill it up at the bar also they're you know usually we'll keep your drink cool if there's some sort of thermos cup and if you have kids and you're going to be back at your room at night then you know, it's a great way to be able to have a nice, good drink yep. at the end of the night and bring it back to your room. We, we do that a lot. So tip number 20, do an excursion if it's safe. So uh, <laughs> you want to get out and see the country. Kind of nice people. to live on the edge, baby. <laughs> Fight some snakes and stuff, you know. Well, I talk about checking out the advisories and there are a few countries that you might go visit that it's it's best off just to stick close to the resort, uh, you know, or particularly just staying close to the resort at nighttime but just if you have the opportunity really get out and see a bit of the country see the people the beautiful countryside have a look and see what there are available for excursions because it is a nice way to break up the week at the resort number 21 brush your teeth with bottled water yeah definitely i know this sounds excessive but we're also conscientious of what water we're drinking bottled water and that sort of thing so a lot of resorts they have bottled water that is offered in the mini mini bar bars right, yep. right in the room so use yep. that to brush your teeth as well particularly if you have kids they're more likely to swallow the water from the tap so it's a good idea to get them to use it too 
Uh, and it's good practice. Yeah. Even if your resort has filtered water, it's just good practice when you're traveling because you really don't know what you're going to get into. So different countries have different standards and you don't want to end up with a stomach bug and ruining your uh, vacation over that. Yeah. 22 is to talk to others. Talk to strangers. Talk to them. Yeah, say <laughs> hi. We're Find going to people. elaborate a little bit on this uh, in future episodes, but it is really a great benefit to meet other people at the resort, meet people from other countries. It's a great time to, uh, you know, that you really have the opportunity to meet people from all over the world. Yes. And uh, also to chat with the staff. Yeah, no, just, just uh, to soak it all in. Like We've had great it. experiences with staff. I know um, I've stayed uh, in, in resorts in Jamaica where I've hung out with staff in the staff quarters, the entertainment staff, and they've been, uh, you know, very entertaining. And then I know uh, we were on our honeymoon in Jamaica. We mm. actually hung out yeah. with one of the bands that were, were entertaining We at met the a wonderful couple from Scotland that we'll talk about in a future podcast yeah. as well. Exactly. Yeah. Nori and Maureen. Nori and Maureen. Fantastic. So get to know the people. Uh, again, we don't, depending on where you live, you might not have the opportunity to meet people from all over the world on a regular basis. A resort is a great place to do that. So take advantage. Number 23. This is kind of a simple one and it's one we do with our son, but even as adults, you can do it rather than waste money on a ton of, uh, you know, cheap little trinkets from the country. Just pick up a little rock or a shell, a rock or a shell. Um, you know, certain things like wood and coral can be problematic coming through customs, but uh, a rock isn't an issue. So we usually pick up a little rock for our sun hawks and we bring it home. And when we get home, we just take a Sharpie and we'll write in, you know, a, a small little note on it to say the country and the year. And he has uh, a little stash, a little jar where he puts all these rocks from the different countries that we visited. So it's basically giving him little pieces of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't cost us anything. And it's just something to help capture yeah. the memory, something to go back to. And last but lo- not least, <laughs> last but not least, <laughs> I'm running out, of, running out of words here. You're doing great. You've got 24 Tip tips. Tip number 24, relax. Have a good time. That's what an all-inclusive resort is all about. It's about relaxing. You don't have to worry about all Breathe. the details. Think about where you're at. Look, like, open your eyes. Take in the sights. Feel you're in the paradise. cosmos. Smell the smells. Listen to the sounds of the ocean. These are moments that you can go back to when you are sitting in a boardroom meeting, when you are stressed in uh, back at work and, and in your daily life. You can go back to these memories yep. for years to come. So just take a moment. Be present. Take many moments. Take many moments. Take all the moments. Relax. Enjoy. Take it all in. And uh, because sometimes, you know, we go to these resorts over and over and we take it for granted, but it is paradise. It really and, is. Uh, That's why we're there. We want to remember. Yeah. That's why we're there, you know, to soak in a different culture and uh, and enjoy enjoy the uh, beach, you know. Do you have any tips to add, Jeff? No. No. You've, you've really covered it. That's fantastic. <laughs> really great job. I feel like I, I, uh, I, I rushed through those and, uh, but hopefully, hopefully if you didn't pick up on all of them, there'll be some that will be some benefit to you. Oh yeah. Thanks so much for listening everybody. It was a really good, uh, informative podcast. Hopefully you learned some 
valuable tips on uh, staying at all-inclusive resorts. Right. And the next episode, we're actually going to tackle the next category of KonMari, which is category of paper. Paper. Oh, my goodness. The, the amount of paper. I don't even want to get into it. Anyways, we'll see you guys next podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to visit us at InfoQuench.com to subscribe and find out about future episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, friends. friends.